0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Ma unzina fi torati, wala fi zaburi, wala fi l injini, wala fi l qurani mithluha. O kama al-Qalasallahu alayhi wa sallam. My respected allies and brothers,
1: every single day of our life, in every single rakat of every single salah, we have been commanded to recite Surah Fatiha. Surah Fatiha holds a very unique position in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is known as Ummul Qur'an, the gist of the entire Qur'an. And its unique position can be understood from the fact that Allah Ta'ala has made it necessary for us to re- recite it and repeat it many times in a day. There are many virtues regarding Surah Fatiha. In one hadith, Abu Sa'id ibn Mu'alla, he narrates that Nabi Karim sallallahu Alaihi wa told me once when I was in the masjid, لَوْ عَلِّمَنَّكَ سُورَةً هِيَ أعظم السُورِ فِي الْقُرْآنِ قَبْلَ أن تَخْرُجَ مِنَ الْمَسْجِدِ That, أبو سعيد. before you leave this masjid, I will teach you the greatest surah in the entire Qur'an. When I was about to leave the masjid, I requested Nabi ﷺ to give me this advice, which is the greatest surah in Qur'an. Nabi ﷺ mentioned, الحمد لله رب العالمين هي السبع المثاني وَالْقُرْآنُ الْعَظِيمُ الَّذِي أُوْتِيتُهُ That alhamdulillahi rabbil this is those seven verses which are often repeated. And it is the gist of the entire Qur'an. It represents, represents the great Qur'an which I've been granted. Ubay ibn Ka'ab radiallahu anh narrated another hadith. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, مَا أُنزِلَ فِي التَّورَاتِ وَلَا فِي الزَّبُورِ وَلَا فِي الْإِنْجِيلِ وَلَا فِي الْقُرْآنِ مِثْلُهَا that the likeness of Surah Fatiha has not been revealed Neither in the Zabur Neither in the Injil Neither in the Torah And neither the rest of the Quran From these two virtues that we have heard We can understand what a great position the Surah holds in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Every single day we are reciting it Every rakat of every salah But have you taken out the time to understand What is our beloved Allah ta'ala telling us in this Surah In the few minutes that we have today We will try to Explain very briefly what is the meaning of the surah, what is the gist of the surah, what are those lessons we can take and imbibe in our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He begins the surah, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the owner, He is the creator, and He is the designer. Everything that has beauty and perfection in this world is in fact a reflection of the perfection and beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one really has any beauty, no one really has any excellence, no one really has any perfection. For us to understand this, if a person sees a beautiful painting, he will not praise the painting, rather he will praise the artist behind the painting, because he knows it is the perfection of the artist which is reflecting itself in the painting. Similarly, whatever we see around us, the great creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is only reflecting the excellence and the beauty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted perfection and excellence to certain of His creation. But we should not become mesmerized by the creation. Rather, we look at the creation with the eye of ma'rifah to recognize Allah within His creation. We see the beautiful flowers not become impressed by the flower, become impressed by the designer and the creator of the flower. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing us in the beginning of the Qur'an, the first words of Qur'an to recognize Him, to praise Him, that only I am worthy of excellence, only I am praiseworthy. There is no one else like me. From this we also understand, the ulama right right? that every decision of Allah, every command of Allah has great wisdom, whether we understand or don't understand. Look at an example. A child goes to the doctor, vital operation to save his life. He doesn't like the doctor, he hates doc- the doctor. The doctor is gonna harm me, he's gonna cause problem, taklif to me. But what is the understanding of a child? The child the, the doctor successfully does the operation, the child comes out, hale and hearty. What will be the response of the parent who recognizes who the doctor is? The parent will praise the doctor. The parent not only will praise the doctor, they pay the doctor for his services. Similarly, we may not be able to understand the wisdom behind the command of Allah, the decision of Allah. But we should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Hakim. The action of the most wise is not bereft, is not devoid of his hikmat and his wisdom, whether we understand or don't understand. So Allah Ta'ala begins Surah Fatiha, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu ta'ala. These words, Alhamdulillah, are great words. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his whole day, from the time he woke up, till the time he went to sleep, he would abundantly recite Alhamdulillah. If we look at the Masnoon Duas, which we had learned in our maktab days and which we should revise and recite every day at the appropriate occasions. Most of the masnoon du'as start with these words Alhamdulillah. As soon as our eyes open in the morning, it is the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alhamdulillah, ladi ahyana, baadama amatana, we lay We go to the toilet, we come out of the toilet, again, Ghufranak. Alhamdulillah. Like this, it is the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Every morsel of food we eat, we praise Allah. Every sip of water we drink, we praise Allah. After we eat, we praise Allah. In wearing our clothes, we praise Allah. Like this, our entire day will go with praising Allah, recognizing that whatever we are enjoying is only the bounty of Allah. Uma bikum min Allah. Whatever bounty you enjoy is only from Allah. There's one very beautiful du'a of Nabi, وسلم, which is mushroom to recite in the morning. And if you ponder over this dua, we'll realize how great Allah's bounty is upon us. Allahumma. Ma asbaha bi min ni'mah aw bi ahad min khalqik faminka wahdak la sharika lak falakal hamdu wa lak oh Allah whatever bounty i am enjoying this morning and whatever bounty any of your creation is enjoying this morning faminka wahdak it is only from you la sharika lak there is no partner for you in this bounty falakal hamdu wa for you is all praise for you is all gratitude the sunnah of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam every morning to remind ourselves Whatever we are enjoying is only from Allah. In the evening, again, we change the words. Allahumma, ma'amsa bi min We praise Allah in the morning. We pray Allah in the evening. We praise Allah the whole day. Because whatever we are enjoying is from Allah. Our existence is the bounty of Allah. If we were not existing, we will not be able to do a'mal which will get us jannat. So the mere existence is the bounty of Allah. The ability and tawfiq to do good deeds, which will lead to jannat, is the bounty of Allah. Allah ta'ala starts surah Fatiha. Alhamdulillah. All praise is due only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter Allah ta'ala describes Himself. This is one of the maqasid and reasons, objectives where Allah has created us. We have come in this world to recognize our Allah and obey our Allah. So Allah from the beginning of surah Fatiha, He reminds us who He is, explains to us, describes Himself to us. Rabbil alameen. Allah is the Rabb of the world's. What is the meaning of Rabb? This word, Allah Ta'ala has made it necessary for us to recite it so many times in a day. In the Surah of Fatiha, we're reciting it. When you're going to Ruku, SubhanA Rabbil Azim. When you're coming over from the Ruku, Rabbana alaq hamd When you're going to Sajda, SubhanA Rabbi Rabbil Allah. So many times we're repeating this word, Rabb. So that of Allah, the quality of Allah being Rabb comes into the heart. What is Rabb? Who is Rabb? So the Mufassirin explained, Rabb is that being who after creates takes care and nurtures his creation, taking them from stage to stage, strength to strength, until the creation reaches peak and perfection. Who is Rabb? The one who creates. After creating, takes care, natures. Naturing them stage to stage, strength to strength, until they reach peak and perfection. This quality is, belongs only to Allah. No one else can do this. So we have to remember Allah in the beginning of our salah. Rabbil Alameen, Allah is a Rabb. not only my Rabb. not only your Rabb. Rabbil Alameen, Rabb of the worlds, the worlds of the world of the insan, the human being, world of the Jinnat, world of the animals, world of the plants, and many other worlds which we may not know, even know about. Allah is a Rabb of the entire creation, entire universe. Everything besides Allah is the creation of Allah, Allah is a rabb over them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his first quality Rabbil Alameen. The next quality, two qualities, Allah, Allah describes Himself. Ar-Rahmanir-Rahim. Ar-Rahman, the all-merciful. Ar-Rahim, the most merciful. Both these words are derived from a central root word in the Arabic language known as Rahma, mercy. But both have different meanings. The ulema explain the word Rahman, it explains the vast encompassing nature of Allah's mercy, which encompasses all His creation. Whether they are Muslim, whether they are not Muslim, whether they are human beings, whether they are animals, all are encompassed by this mercy. Ar-Rahim is the intrinsic, intensive nature of Allah's mercy, which has been kept exclusive for the Muslim on day of Qiyamah, where Allah's mercy will come to the fore, and Allah Ta'ala will forgive a person for the smallest excuse. And Allah's mercy is such... Allah's mercy not restricted to his obedient servants only. Allah's mercy also encompasses the rebellious servants of his also. Yusuf bin Hussein, rahimahullah, he explains an incident. He says, once I was sitting on the side of a pond with Zunnun misi rahimahullah, great person of the past. While we were sitting there, an amazing spectacle came in front of us. A frog came out of the pond, came to the edge of the pond. A scorpion jumped on the back of the frog and crossed the pond on the back of the frog. Jumped off on the other side, and hurriedly went into a certain direction. So Zulnil Missy told me, Yusuf let us go. Let us see, there's something strange about to occur. In the distance they saw under a tree, a man was drunk, and he was lying asleep there. On his chest there was a snake about to attack his ear. The scorpion goes with speed, attacks that snake, kills the snake. The snake falls to the side of the man, turns back, comes back to the edge of the pond. The frog is waiting, jumps on the back of the frog and crosses the pond and returns back to where it came from. Zunun Rahmu Allah is astonished, amazed. Allah's great protection of this person despite being in such a condition. He wakes him up and tells him that, oh man, oh negligent man, what Allah has done for you? Look at what is next to you. Thereafter he told him beautiful words of poverty. Ya ghafilan wal yahrusuhu من كل سوء O oh, negligent man while Allah the majesty is protecting him from every evil which is creeping in the darkness Tanamul عن Malikin, تأتيه منه النعمي. How can the eyes become asleep from such a king from whom countless favors come When this person realized what happened he was shocked he told ذُنُّنْ مِسْي If this is how Allah cheats His rebellious servants, how will Allah cheat His obedient servants? Now I made an intention, I will not return to the cities, I will go into the wilderness and I will dedicate myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah's mercy not only for the obedient servants of His, Allah's mercy also for the disobedient servants of His. Allah's mercy is encompassing everyone. الرَّحْمَانِ rahim The all-merciful, the most merciful. The ulama ikram also explained, after saying rabbil Alamin, by Allah Ta'ala explaining His mercy Allah is giving us a lesson that I created you not because I need you I created you not because I need you I'm independent of you I created you out of my mercy so that you can obey me and get Jannat it's only Allah's mercy that He sent us into this world the fourth quality that Allah Ta'ala described Himself in Surah Fatiha Ma Aliki the Master of the Day of Recompense. My respected brothers and elders, the Day of Qiyamah is a reality, and this reality has to be in front of us all the time. Qiyamah is coming. As soon as a person passes away, his Qiyamah has started. Qiyamatuhu. When will death come? Death will come any time. We have to be prepared. We all know what has happened in the last week: Turkey and Syria. Suddenly, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's test came. Many people lost their lives. We also have to be ready to leave anytime. So Allah Ta'ala is reminding us the day of judgment is a reality. Maliki yawmiddin The day of recompense. That day when there will only be one master. The reality is in this world also there is only one master. But Allah Ta'ala, Ta'ala gives temporary ownership to the creation just for the running of this world. But the reality is on the day of Piyamat, even those who had some ownership in this world they will be powerless. They will have nothing with them. Only Allah will be the supreme king on that day, the supreme master on that day. Maliki That day when Allah will judge between His creation, He will recompense His creation. Whatever happened in this world is having an effect in our akhirat. The good is having a positive effect. The negative is having a negative effect. On that day, everyone's rights will be fulfilled. La ghulm al-yawm. There will be no oppression on that on that day. Complete justice. To such an extent, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has mentioned as an example. من ال... من on that day, the every person who is deserving of his rights being fulfilled will get his right on that day. So much so that that horned animal which had hurt the animal which did not have horns even on his behalf Allah Ta'ala will, take, will make justice appear on the day of Qiyamah justice will take place on the day of Qiyamah on that day if we had usurped someone's rights we have not fulfilled their rights in this world on that day in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every person every claimant will get his rights respected brothers in this world we have short-sorted our matters as we have heard we not know when our death will come if we owe someone money if we hurt someone in any way, we should go and request him for a maaf, request him for forgiveness. More can come anytime. We can leave, he can leave. And if the matters are not sorted out in this world, on that day money will not come to our assistance. On that day the deeds will be the means of sorting out problems. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in a hadith, he asked the sahaba r.a, al-muflis, who Who is a bankrupt person? So the sahaba replied, how we would reply? person does not have any money. Nabi sallallahu alaihi mentioned, on the day of Qiyamah, that is not a bankrupt person. Bankrupt person on the day of Qiyamah is that person who will come with mountains of good deeds. But he will come in such a condition, he had hurt someone, he had usurped someone's rights, he had caused taklif and hurt to someone, harm to someone. On that day, all the claimants will stand in the line and will come in front of Allah and claim from this person all his deeds will come to an end. And if there are still claimants waiting and the evil of others will be placed on his scales, He came with mountains of good deeds. He will end up with the sins of others. May Allah protect us. So in this world, that day Allah is gonna be just. Sorted our matters in this world. So on that day we do not have to pay. And on that day the payment is with deeds. When you need every naki, every good deed, we cannot afford to even lose one good deed. Let us humble ourselves. Let us humble ourselves and lower ourselves and ask the people who have hurt from us. Ask them for forgiveness. And if we owe someone, and we should go make an effort to repay them. If we cannot, we ask them for a delay in payment. We ask them for some time. But let us not leave it. Forget about it. Act that there is no problem. Because on that day, we will regret. And on that day, the regret will not help us. So this is reminder in Maliki Allah is the master of the day of recompense. Allah will be just. Allah will... Fulfill everyone's rights, whoever the rights are due to. After Allah Ta'ala explained His unique qualities, after recognizing who is Allah, now the natural reaction of a believer is now he'll understand that only Allah is worthy of being worshipped. Only Allah is worthy of being asked for help. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدْ You alone we worship. وِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we seek assistance from. Ulama Ikram have written that these words are praise of Allah and also dua for Allah's assistance. What is the demand of Iyyaka Na'bud? Iyyaka Na'bud demands from us that we understand that we have to submit ourselves wholeheartedly to Allah. As Allah desires His worship, we have to worship Him. Not according to our mind, not according to our logic, according to how He desires. Whether we understand or don't understand, hand ourselves over to Allah. Whatever Allah desires from us, the commands of Allah to be fulfilled, the prohibitions of Allah to be refrained from. And إِيَّاكَ نستعين, Allah has left it general. You alone, we seek assistance from. Every single thing we have to ask Allah. Our deen and our dunya. We should understand, only Allah is the one who can give us, can fulfill our needs. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is teaching his young cousin, Abdullah bin Abbas, says, anhu, وَإِذَا when you ask, ask only Allah. Staanta. When you seek assistance, seek assistance only from Allah. This is the lesson of This forehead, only to be prostrated in front of Allah. Only to be lowered in front of Allah. These hands, only to be placed in front of Allah. abdurrahman Rahman ibrahim Ibrahim فهري He narrated an incident. There was a poor person who had gone to the governor of his community to ask for some assistance. When he came there, he noticed that the governor was in sajda making dua to Allah. So he mentioned to himself, He is in need of someone else, why should I be in need of him? So the governor had heard him, after he finished his salah, he sent for him. And he gave him 1000 dinars. And he told him, the one who I was imploring and the one who you turn to has granted you this. Reminding that no one in this world has possession of anything. Whatever we have is coming from Allah. We have to ask Allah. Thereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us in the Quran to, to make dua to him. Sirat al Mustaqim, Guide us to the straight path. This hidayat and guidance is the greatest need of every single human being. is the first need, greatest need, most important need of every human being. Without hidayat, without guidance, a person can't be successful. Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed us with Islam. This is the first level of guidance. But we continuously require guidance, which is called tawfiq, the divine ability of Allah to obey Him, right till mort. We have iman today, my respected brothers. We have no guarantee of iman at the time of death. Many people in the past had iman, but they lost iman before passing away. Many people did not have iman. On the deadbed, Allah blessed them with iman. No one of us has any guarantee. Sahaba رضي عنه, Despite having all the guarantee They still consider themselves Munafik and hypocrites on, At the time of death We have no guarantee We cannot become complacent The worry and concern of hidayat and iman Has to be every single day in our life Allah is teaching us Every zakat Every salah Keep asking Allah for guidance Oh Allah grant me the ability To obey your commands Right till my last moment When I leave the world. I must leave the world with hidayat And this ayat also got a very important point Allah didn't tell us, Ihdini, Guide me to the straight path. What Allah ta'ala told us to make du'a for, ihdina, Guide us to the straight path. The ulama I have mentioned, Allah is teaching us that the concern for hidayat is not only for ourselves, concern for the hidayat of the entire mankind. Just as I want the straight path, I should desire hidayat for every single human being. That is why every rakat I'm making du'a not only for myself, I'm making du'a for every single person to get hidayat. What is the straight path? Allah does not leave it to us to decide siratal ladheena an'amta alayhim the path of those who we are favored allah ta'ala another ayah of quran in the 5th juz He mentions who are those who are favored amanu billahi wa rrasul wa ulaika ma'al ladheena anama allah alayhim minan nabiyyin was-siddiqeen wash-shuhadaa'i allah mentions four categories the anbiya the prophets the siddiqeen the very the very truthful the shuhada the martyrs and the salihin the pious follow the path of these four categories of people Thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, Not the part of those who have incurred Allah's anger, neither the part of those who are astray. When I have mentioned, who, who does غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عليهم refer to? الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ refers to the Jews. Despite having knowledge of deen, despite having the knowledge of deen, they did not fulfill the commands of Allah SWT for petty gains of the world. They became very lax with regards to deen. To such an extent, they reached the situation where they killed the Anbiya alayhi sallam. So don't be like them. They have incurred Allah's wrath. And don't be like the ball lean, those who are stay, referring to the Christians. Due to the ignorance, they left the path of moderation. And they reached the extreme level where they raised Isa ali sallam to the level of divinity, of godhood. So do not become like them. The path of deen is a part of moderation. The straight part, the center part. We have to follow this way. The way of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the beautiful, pristine sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu That is the part Allah has shown us. Allah ta'ala us in Quran. "Wala tarkanu ila الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا فَتَمَسَكُمُ النَّارِ Do not incline, do not even incline to the path of the disbelievers. No emulation no, in every aspect, whether it is their beliefs, whether it is their customs, whether it is their celebration, whether it is their culture. Totally distinct we are from the way of the disbelievers. غَيْرِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضالين. One important point the ulema-i that Allah Ta'ala didn't tell us in, in surah Fatiha, Kitabi wa Sunnah, That follow the way of Qur'an and Sunnah. Allah didn't say this in Qur'an. What Allah Ta'ala said, follow the way of رِجَالُ الله. Allah directed us towards the men of Allah. The lesson here is, Allah Ta'ala's system is Allah sends the kitab, and with the kitab Allah sends His men, the prophets. The prophet explains the kitab, the quran majid to us. If we go direct to Qur'an and Hadith ourselves, we'll be misguided. This is not the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah teaches us sirat, siratil ladheena namta alayhim means the way of the men of Allah who will teach us the kitab of Allah. That is why from the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sahaba radiyallahu anhu, amma mujtahideen, the four... Imams of fiqh, all this tarteeb, right up to the ulama today, this is the tarteeb of hidayat and guidance. If we want hidayat and guidance, Allah is showing us, we go via the ulama-i kiram, via the imams of fiqh, via the sahabah to reach the sallallahu alayhi respected guests, respected elders and brothers, this surah is such an important surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He loves the surah so much. And Allah ta'ala loves when we recite the surah, that in the hadith al which we will end on, Allah, Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has explained that Allah ta'ala says that when a person starts reciting surah fatiha Allah ta'ala responds to him every ayat. First he says, Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allah ta'ala responds. Hamidani abdi. al rahmani rahim Athna alayya abdi. Maliki yawmiddin. Majjadani abdi. Allah ta'ala is responding to us while we're reciting surah fatiha With respect to the elders and brothers, we have got a brief understanding of what surah of fatiha means. Let us inculcate... The surah in our life in such a manner, that when we are reading surafatiyah, our mind is not somewhere else. Every rakat we are reading surafatiyah. Even when we, are, when we are reading behind the imam, the imam is silent, we can ponder over the meaning of what surafatiyah means. When we will concentrate like this in our salah, our salah will have a different favour, our concentration and devotion will be different. And that salah which is full of concentration and devotion, that is salah which is accepted in Allah's court. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gander us tawfiq to ponder over the meaning of Surah Fatiha every time we recite it. And May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gander us tawfiq to imbibe the lesson of Surah Fatiha in our life. Wa akhirul da'wana al Rabbi